People who knew Robert Hoagland thought him to be a really nice guy who loved his family. He was just a normal guy living a comfortable, normal life. So the events that transpired left his loved ones really sad and really confused. I'm Reagan Snyder, and this is the story of Robert Hoagland. Robert Hoagland was a family man. He and his wife, Lori, met in their early 20s at the Culinary Institute of America. After having their first child, they got married and settled into their lives in Newtown, Connecticut. Lori started teaching culinary arts at a local high school, and Robert worked as a chef. They had two more sons, and Robert started to become unhappy in his work as a chef because it was taking a lot of time away from his family. So in 2001, he decided to leave that industry and get licensed as a real estate appraiser, which would give him more freedom to be a present father. After their kids were grown, Robert and Lori settled into a nice life, but as life goes, the Hoaglands were not without their struggles. Robert and Lori had run into some serious speed bumps in their marriage, and they decided that it was time to separate. So they went their separate ways, but after two years of this, they were able to come back together and reconcile, and things were better than ever. Things were going well in their relationship, and they started to plan their retirements. But the separation was not their only hardship within their family. Their 23-year-old son, Max, struggled with drug addiction. In early 2013, Max decided that it was time to get help, and he checked into a, a rehab facility. And during this time, Robert and Lori thought it would be helpful to Max's recovery if he and his dad got out of town, had some bonding time, and so they started to plan a trip to the Appalachian Trail. Lori had a big trip planned to Turkey with one of her childhood friends that was coming up, but they decided that when she got home, they would embark on this hiking trip. July rolled around, and Lori set off to go on her two-week trip to Turkey, and during the first week of her trip, things seemed to be going fine at home. She spoke with Robert every day. They exchanged messages regularly. But the night before Lori flew home, she emailed him to confirm their plans that he would pick her up from the airport when she landed, but he never responded. And she didn't think much of it. She just figured she would see him. That was the plan. When she landed that Monday night, she was really excited to be home. It had been two weeks. She was looking forward to seeing Robert, but when she went to the pick area, he wasn't there. She pulled out her cell phone. She called him, but she didn't answer And at first, she didn't think much of it. She just figured that he was stuck in traffic and that his his phone had died, which was a common, common occurrence for him. But after two hours of waiting and not being able to get a hold of him, she knew something was up. So she's looking for answers at this point. She tries calling his friend's law office where Robert had been moonlighting for the last couple years to get some insight as to where he might be. But they told her he didn't show up for work that day. And that was a big red flag because that was not like Robert. Lori ended up getting a cab and she went straight to her stepsister's house and she called everyone that she could think of to see if anybody knew where he was, but nobody had answers and all of this was very unusual for Robert. So worry really started to set in for Lori. So she called the police to officially report her husband missing. Police put out a be on the lookout alert for 
I think both Robert and Lori's cars, just in case he had taken hers, and the police got a hit. Another station had recently run Lori's license plate. They tracked the car down into a rundown area that was known for heavy drug activity, and in the driver's seat, they find Max, their son. But Robert's not there, he's nowhere to be found, and Max has no idea where he could be. But he did admit to the officer that he was in the area for drugs, and they arrested him for trespassing. Max was the last person who had seen Robert, and police wanted to question him and just keep an eye on him for a while. So poor Lori has been on this amazing vacation for two weeks. The last 24 hours, she was in Turkey planning her trip home, and now her husband's missing and her son was being arrested. She wasn't even sure if it was safe to be home at this point, so she didn't go home. Her stepsister drove her over to her sister's house for the night. The next morning, she went to the house to see if she could find anything that would give her a clue as to where her husband might be. When she walked in, she saw that his shoes that he always wore were on the floor, sitting probably where he left them. His phone was there. His daily medication, which I believe was a blood pressure medication, was still there. His passport was still there. Everything was there except for his wallet and his car keys. The last time Max had seen Robert was the morning before Lori came home. So that Sunday morning. And it was a normal morning like any other. Robert had woken up early. He headed out to get some bagels. He stopped off at a gas station to fill up the car. And inside the gas station, he picked up a map of the eastern United States. When he got home, he had breakfast with Max. He played a little online scrabble and then he went out to mow the front lawn. Max left in his mom's car at that time while Robert was mowing the lawn and that's the last time he ever saw his dad. It was later discovered that earlier in the week Robert had withdrawn $600 cash from his bank account and all of these discoveries put a theory into motion and that was that Robert had chosen to walk away from his life. But it seemed odd that this would be the case because he and Lori were at a good place in their lives. Their relationship was going well. They were... They'd raised three boys together. They're all adults now, and they're getting ready for retirement. But it was also weird because he had left things behind, like crucial, vital, important things like his daily medication, his passport, and thousands of dollars, which he had in a safe that Lori found. So if he was going to disappear, why wouldn't he take those things? Two weeks after Robert's disappearance, Lori finally moved back into, into the house, and she found the two things that they thought Robert had taken with him, which were his wallet and his keys. They were hidden underneath a doll on a chair in their master bedroom. And so this shifted things. This pushed everyone to believe that there was definitely some foul play going on here. Their oldest son, Chris, was living in South Carolina at this time, and he came home as as soon as he heard about his dad's disappearance to obviously comfort his mom, try to figure out where his dad was. And meanwhile, Max is in jail and the police were questioning him. And during questioning, Max tells them that Robert had been in a run-down, drug-heavy part of Bridgeport, which was about 30 minutes away from the Hoagland residence. While Lori was in Turkey, two of the family's laptops had gone missing. Robert's instant thought was that Max took them and sold them or traded them for drug money. Max had been going down to this old abandoned industrial 
building in that area where his buddies were squatting and they were stripping parts off the building for drug money. And on his way there, he discovered the computers in the car. Robert had hid them, hidden them from Max. And he now Max, upon discovering them, he's like, uh, what do I do with these? I can't just leave them in the car. I'm in this area. They will for sure get stolen. So he takes them out of the car and hid them in the building so that they hopefully wouldn't get stolen from the car. But of course, when he came back to get them, they were gone. When Robert found out about this, he drove to the building to confront some of the guys that Max had tipped him off to. He went down with a lead pipe in hand, and nothing really came of it. He came away without the computers or any information on where they might be. Robert kept Lori posted about this via email, and he was very remorseful and apologetic that he had let this happen under his watch. This was a new lead for police, and they searched the building, but in the end there was no evidence showing that these people had anything to do with Robert's disappearance. Max was considered a person of interest because he was the last one who saw his dad, but in the end he was determined to be innocent in the disappearance of his dad, and he was released August 5th, which was 17 days after Robert went missing. They decided to start a search in wooded areas around around the area. So they set out with cadaver dogs and came up with nothing. And at this point, they're really frustrated because they have tried so many things, but they have no new clues, no new leads on where Robert could possibly be. They searched the lake with by sonar and still came up with nothing. At this point, Chris, their oldest son, had to go back to work in South Carolina and their youngest son, Sam, was setting off to study abroad in Europe. So Lori's alone again, doesn't have a ton of support, and she's just running out of optimism at this point. The investigation isn't getting anywhere, there are no new leads, and they're not even sure if they have a theory at this point. Sometimes it seems that he left on his own free will, and at other times it doesn't, especially because those who knew Robert said that he would never leave his sons. But they're not giving up. They search Robert's personal computer and they find that a program had been installed about a month prior to his disappearance that would delete all information, including searches and results. And they weren't sure if this was something that would really tell them anything. They didn't know if it was set up as a routine maintenance thing or if he'd done it so that he could walk away from his life. So this was new information, but it didn't really get them anywhere. On his computer at work, though, they find that he had searched Rhode Island on mo- on multiple occasions. And so they put out media in Rhode Island about his disappearance, and it brought some results. In September, there were a few tips that, that came in that Robert had been seen carrying a backpack down the highway in Rhode Island. But some of the sightings were uncom- unconfirmed and the others were discredited. So again, got them nowhere. Another theory was that Robert had taken off to hike the Appalachian Trail himself since that was in the plans and maybe something happened to him while he was on the trail. Maybe he was hurt. Maybe he he died. But then another tip comes in. A man who looks like Robert driving a car with New York license plates was spotted at a gas station and there was surveillance footage of him walking into the store. But when Lori looked at it, she knew that it wasn't him. His friends looked at it. It, it just wasn't him. 
It looked like him, but it wasn't him. Over two years after his disappearance, Lori is finally like, I just have to accept that he's not coming back. And life moved forward. Chris graduated with his master's degree in education in 2015, and he became an elementary school teacher. And Max is in recovery. And Lori and Sam, the youngest son, moved to Australia just to get away, I think, from all the painful reminders that they have no answers as to where Robert might be. They probably will never get answers. But after nearly a decade, they did get some answers. And this was a very, very recent discovery. On December 5th, 2022, police responded to a report of a cardiac arrest at a residence in Rock Hill, New York. And on the scene, they found a 59-year-old man, deceased. His roommate identified him as Richard King. And after the deputies examined all of his belongings, personal effects, they made the connection that Richard King was Robert Hoagland. Upon further investigation, they learned that he had been living in the area since November of 2013, so just a few months after he took off. Nobody knows why Robert walked away from his life and created a new identity, but it wasn't the first time that he had done something kind of similar to this. 19 years earlier, in 1994, Robert and Lori and their three boys went out west to California chasing dreams, and they were living on hope. They were hoping they could find a place to live. They were hoping Robert could get a job. It took him a while, but he finally did get a job as a chef at a country club. And one morning, he told Lori as he headed out for work not to wait up for him. It was going to be a late night. Told her he loved her. Walked out the door. And that night, he never came home. For three weeks, his family was worried. They had no idea where he was. And he ended up coming back home three weeks later it turns out that he had lost his job and they don't know for sure they think that he had gone out to try to get some money to send home and that if he really was trying to disappear he he wouldn't have used his credit cards that he was leaving a trail so they're like was this a dry run for what to do in the future they don't know they think that he was just trying to get money when he came back it was a happy reunion it was a tearful reunion And he told Lori, you know, she's like, why did you leave? Where did you go? What the heck? Why did you leave us? And he was like, I was was just scared and ashamed that I wasn't providing well for the family. But why would he walk away again nearly 20 years later? Nobody knows. The only person who knows is dead. And all his loved ones can do at this point is speculate. 